0: Churches Weekly Podcast. We're creating a community that brings hope and joy to Gloucestershire, and we are thrilled that you've downloaded this week's message. So, without further ado, let's hear the talk. Okay, morning, everyone. It's my absolute pleasure to introduce Ian and Ali, uh, and um, I'm going to let Ian introduce himself because he'll do it a lot better than I will.
1: Good morning. Um, I'm a dad of three, a husband of one. Um, Important to get those the right way around. I I run a small coffee business in the city. Um, I help lead a church in the city, and um, I am a tempting to be a follower of Jesus.
0: Aren't we all? Yes. Um, so, Ian, you um, are a member of King's Home Home Group uh, Home Church. Yes. Do you want to tell us about a little bit about that and how that all started?
1: Yeah, so we have a, a house church um, based in and around King's Home mainly, but I guess in bit different bits of the city as well. Um, and it, how did it start? Um, the short answer is by accident. <laughs> um, we, didn't, we didn't set out to plant a church. Uh, we set out very deliberately and very intentionally to um, build community, and we set out very deliberately and intentionally to love our neighbors. And that was really where it started so going back 10 12 years i guess when we had uh, much younger children um, we would gather a mums group in the house um, and off the back of gathering a mums group we would um, i would attempt to get the dads out to play football quite badly but you know run around a field with a ball Um, and then we um we started having meals together we started doing community stuff and action, like, um, you know, like you're saying, like connecting with the guys in Barton and, and, doing, and the, you guys do litter picks and stuff like that. So very, very similar sort of um, grassroots start for us, um, trying to do, I was reading this week in a, uh, a commentary on the book of Acts, how in the book of Acts, Luke doesn't really use the word love at all, but it is implied in action in everything that the first disciples did. And I, and I think that's something we need to, we can talk a good love game as, as Christians, but putting that into action is a very different, um, very different story. And actually, um, you know, the, the key word throughout the Bible is love, but it struck me this week as I was reading that, that actually um, in those early years as Christians, it wasn't so much the words of love, but the actions of love um, that really built the church that we're now part of. It's the same church, you know, we're, we're now part of that
0: and um out of out of the church, you guys formed roots, which is a community cafe that we were at um, a few weeks ago, sticking the the labels onto those chocolates that Emily showed a minute ago um, how did how did you guys how did that all start, and how you know how, who where did the vision come from how did it all how did it all begin?
1: yeah, so church was um it probably took us three years to call ourselves church, even though we were gathering um, together in, in community, and we were seeing people come to know Jesus, um, and, and we were prayerful. But we, like I say, we didn't intend to plant a church. Um, but as we as we grew as a small community, um, we started looking for ways to, to love our neighborhood. And so, like I said, that came in like doing an elderly neighbor's garden over or... Um, By doing it over, I don't mean nicking all the stuff. What I mean is is (laughs) (laughs) renovating it, just clarity. Um, You know, we would do things like that. We'd have these these great community breakfasts um, where we'd invite everybody. And then one day, um, my darling wife um, came home with some details of a derelict building in the middle of the city and said, we should do something with this derelict building. Um, And uh, I kind of shook my head in dismay, but kind of graciously agreed to consider it. Um, And then we had dinner with friends. Uh, I I rang the estate agent and spoke to them. And they said, no one's inquired about the building for 18 months, but somebody else inquired this week. And I just thought, yeah, of course they did. Sales speak, very good. Get us interested. Well done. Uh, And then we had dinner with friends the following night. And after dinner, these friends said, we want to show you something. We've picked up these details from an estate agent and think we should do something with this building. And so we um, kind of goosebumps and kind of prayerfully started thinking, right, well, what what could we do? Uh, And Roots, for those who don't know, is now a a community, I guess most of you have been there, but, you know, is now a community coffee shop in the middle of King's Home. It has a big community space for community events and activities and a a small kitchen that we do some training and um, life skills in. Um, And that, honestly, is an evolution of what we were already doing. It became it became a tool for the mission that we were already doing. So it isn't our church building, it really is a community building, um, but it just evolved out of a group of people in that neighborhood already doing it. Um, and so uh, we, we prayed, we gathered friends, we sought out money, and um, in all the projects that I have uh, been involved in over the years, I think the the one take home, particularly from the Roots Project, is how it happened um, is the least of Jesus' worries. Like sometimes we we have this thing of like, well, how can I gather the money or how can I gather the people? And it's like, if it's Jesus' vision, it'll happen. Finding the people, finding the resources, finding you know, it that's the least of his worries and. So we, we firmly believed in that, and, and one quick story on that, we needed, uh, we gathered some money from, from friends, and we needed a hundred thousand pound mortgage to buy that property. So we went to the bank, and um, the bank, we wrote up our proposal, and we wrote it up telling them that we're a bunch of Christians trying to do this, that, and the other. And the bank came back and said, uh, it's a 350,000 pound project, and we needed 100 grand, and we had four people willing to sign it off personally to back it. So there was kind of, we were pretty confident. And the bank came back and said, no, you can't have the money. So the bank manager came to me and said, "Um, I'm a Christian. I believe in what you're doing, but I can only personally sign off 60K. I'm like, that's great. That's amazing. Thank you. But we need 100K. So we just called all our friends and said, come to our house Sunday afternoon, we're going to pray. And if it's Jesus, it'll happen. And if it's not, well, we don't want to be part of it anyway. That week, we had dinner with a couple that we'd never met, uh, that we weren't part of our church, that we'd only met once before. And after dinner, they said, um, we've heard you're trying to do something like a coffee shop or something. Good old Christian gossip line around Gloucester. Um, they said, "We think we're supposed to be part of it. Um, we've got forty grand. Do you think that's Jesus?" <laughs> and I kind of uh, sat there, welled up a little bit, and went, "Yeah, I, I, I think that's Jesus." <laughs> you know. So, and we had many little stories like that that grew to be what Roots is now. And Roots is uh, seven years old, and has oh, eight years old, seven years old, and has grown and has uh, become a real hub and a heart of, of So.
0: Amazing, so, so you find this building, this derelict building, or Ali finds it, yep. you, pray, you pray over it intensely, yep. you get the money miraculously, yep. so everything's plain sailing from then on in, I'm guessing?
1: Plain sailing, no, no, <laughs> uh, um, whether it's forming, oh, I don't know, whether it's forming a church, whether it's um, forming a community, whether it's forming um, yeah, a project, it involves people, right? People are messy. People are broken. People are sinful. Um, people make mistakes. Um, and so, yeah, it, it came with its with its problems. It came came with some falling outs. Um, it came with uh, further financial challenges. It came with um, timescales that, if everyone's ever done a building project, right? time scales, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that kind of double it, double your money, double. It. Actually, double the money. We came in under budget, but we came in a year late. But yeah, um, yeah, it came, it came with its challenges. There were, there were, like I say, there was falling out. So there was different vision. I think um, the core of it, um, in one, in one sad episode, was just about vision. Did 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 everybody have the same vision and the same heart for what it was? Um, but the, the the proof is in in, in God. Pulling us through, uh, and he's a gracious God. And there was a lot of, it was a lot of form in time where it, it humbled. You know, we all made mistakes. We all were able to be humble about it and, and work it through. And 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 by God's grace, it's still here. And um, and the same is true of church. I mean, church for us has been. We've always called it. I said to, right at the beginning. It, it was an accident. We didn't mean to form a church. You know, but it was also an experiment. We've tried different things, and we've. It's always been a place where. Um, Everyone gets to play. Everyone gets to have a go and, um, and, and try different things. And we'll, within reason, we'll try anything once as a, as, a, as a way of doing church and gathering people and, and doing mission. Um, uh, and I think um, that means it's messy and that means it doesn't always work out. Um, but if you can be gracious as a community and if you can be trusting in God and prayerful all the way through, then, um, then you see some cool stuff along the way.
0: Mm-hmm. Um so have there been have there been? can you think of times where you have really seen God move through roots or through your church in the lives of individuals that um you know maybe uh you uh it's been you know a person you know, it's been difficult or per- you know personally difficult for you guys, but you've actually just seen so much of God moving through through roots or through your or through your church?
1: I think um I think one of the things that we don't always understand when we talk about community and mission is that um, the whole idea, Jesus loved people for the sake of loving people. He didn't, in, in, in the background, he wanted them to come to know him, come to know God, and, 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 and turn their life around. But he loved them for the sake of loving them. And, and I think that's one of the things we don't always get when we talk about mission. We, we think mission is, is like a project. We think mission is a one event that we go off and do on a certain day, or we think of missionaries as people that go overseas and do stuff. Um, but actually, each and every one of us are called to be God's missionaries here in Gloucester. Each and every one of us. Doesn't matter if you were born here and brought up here, doesn't matter if you moved here from a distant land like Wales or South Africa. <laughs> um, you know, we are called to be missionaries here on our doorstep. To, and to love people with the agenda of loving them. And so I think in getting that right, or in trying to get that right, we, we've had some of our, our greatest joys and our moments of greatest pain and, 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 and tears. Um, so helping a friend of ours out who um, I won't give names, but when I've, I met him because of a suicide note. Um, and that was painful and awful and everything else and he hated life and God and everything Um, and he had various issues around money and debt and everything else and it took two to three years of just loving him and helping him. So doing the practical and my background's in finance and, and debt counsel and things like that. So I've done, um, uh, I, I did a lot of the practical, but it was also the, every time things went wrong, his reaction was to cut me out and to run away and to just keep loving and keep going. And um, And he's now part of church and he's talking about getting baptized. and And, you know, so... But oh, man, the emotional roller <laughs> coaster of three, four years of that, of just every time to a step forward, to, you know, two steps forward, one step back, uh, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. Um, but our agenda wasn't bums on seats in church, or you know, get him baptised. That wasn't the agenda. The agenda was just, just to love him, to do life with him. Um, we talk, we we use that phrase a lot: to do life together as church. That's what we're called to do. We're, do, we're doing life together. Mm-hmm. So that means we cry together. It means we laugh together. It means we, we bail one another out when it's messy or, or, or there's problems or there's debt or, or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, Jesus says that we rejoice with those that are joyful and we mourn with those that, that mourn. And um, that does mean that there's sometimes a personal cost to us, doesn't it? To come alongside each other and and love each other. And that, that doesn't... there's no there is a sacrifice in loving each other truly um so i think it sounds like you you've had pers- you know you obviously had personal experience of coming along along alongside somebody and having to count the cost a little bit um in terms of your uh vision now and for the future uh what what is you know what do you um what is jesus calling to you, calling you to now or um what do you see what's your vision
1: Yeah, just to reiterate what you said, I think there is a a cost. There's a a cost to making ourselves vulnerable and joining a community. You know, there's there's a cost to that. Um, My experience in churches um, across the country, around the world, I'm fortunate enough to travel with my job, but my experience is that that cost is always worth it. Mm But it isn't, But we can't ignore the fact that there is a, there is a cost to it. And, and it's time, it's money, it's energy, it's emotion, uh, and all the rest. Now, what's our vision um, is, is a great and poignant question. Um, Alison and I have just taken uh, three, four months out of church as far as we, we've, um, we've stepped back from our responsibilities in leadership uh, to reflect and to pray. Um, we haven't stepped away from relationships with, with folk, but we've, we've stepped away for, for exactly that Reflection um, and a sabbatical, but um, in thinking in thinking about that the last the last week or two, um, there's be, there's been a great time of reflection, and I've got um, I've got the words of two songs that that sort of answer that better. Um, there's a song by a guy called Brian Dirksen that's called "Change Me on the Inside," and I think um, I think in this time it's about me in my relationship with Jesus, because whether I can't love my neighbour if I don't know that I'm loved, and I don't know God, I can't um, lead our church if I if I'm not intimate and close and living living with Jesus, um, and so working on that inner personal relationship and 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 that, um, and then there's another song which I, I particularly thought thought of coming here to you guys. Um, I don't know if any of you know the song Dream Small by Josh Wilson. I, I didn't till on a rabbit hole in the internet I came across it. <laughs> um, he talks about loving our neighbors and, and, and doing God's will and joining God's mission. And, and one of the, you know our culture tells us to dream big and go big. So the, the title of the song is Dream Small. And he says, dream small. Don't bother like you've got to do it all just let Jesus use you where you are, take it one day at a time. And if I was to leave you with something and to, and to say, what is, what is it that I want to bring as a message? What is it that I want to challenge you as a community to? Um, and I say this as, um, as a real friend of the vineyard, I fr- say this as friends of Daniel Lamley. I say this in love for Jesus' church in our city. I'm a great believer in we are one church. It doesn't matter if we're a little house church in King's Home or your Gloucester Vineyard here or the cathedral or whatever. We are one church trying to, trying to reach this city. And, and I, I would say we need to, um, to love with an agenda of love. We need to do, you know, the words of that song, we need to do one small thing. You know, we, we host breakfasts for 50 people, 60 people. Not everyone can do that, not everyone should do that, but every one of us can invite our neighbor for a coffee. Every one of us. You know, it's it said of missionaries that it's, it's often easier to cross an ocean than it is to cross our street. You know, we live in such a stupid, individualistic world where we just build higher and higher fences and, you know, driveways and all this kind of stuff, which fine. They're nice. I've got all of those. (laughs) But metaphorically, what they do is they just shut doors and put up boundaries to our our neighbors. And so my challenge, my encouragement um, is that we would go and love our neighbors physically next door, the colleague in work, the person you go running with, whatever it is. And, and, And those one little tiny things that can be done you know we can all be hospitable hospitality is not a gift for someone who's you know some people clearly have a gift of hospitality don't they they're really good at it but we can all be hospitable we can't maybe throw a breakfast for 50 people we can't maybe throw dinner maybe that's too much that's fine you've got to remember as well that hospitality like mission is not an event it's not a moment it's just come and do life with us so we we are that is one of the gifts that God has put inside of us. We are we love to be hospitable. We love to have people around our house. We have an open door. If I give you my address, you just find it open. I might not even be there. Just go in. Help yourself. <laughs> you know we we love having people around. But when I say we love having people around, that means you're going to have to trip over my kids' toys. It means you're going to have to face me telling the kids off at the table if they're mis mis misbehaving. It means. I might be doing some DIY in the garden, so I sit down in my muddy clothes for a coffee with you. I haven't, you know, because we just do life together. But if we build up hospitality into a massive event, then it becomes a burden and a chore, not a lifestyle. If we build up mission into a big event and a moment, we check a box and say we've done it. But it's a big chore and it's a big, but actually mission and hospitality and community it's a choice it's a lifestyle it's something that we we give ourselves to um, and it becomes an act of worship in the process and if you define church as worship mission and community then you can do it all without the effort that it feels like sometimes in our society when it just becomes part of who who we are in our lifestyle
0: that's so great isn't it and really challenging as well um, in John 17, it talks about the world will know that we are his followers because we are united, because we love each other, because we serve each other. And I think that uh, Ian's really brilliantly uh, inspired us in that way. So um, I want to just open up the floor for you know a few minutes. Just, does anybody have anything they wanted to ask Ian? Um, anything about the, their church or roots or anything at all? Yes, Rich.
1: Great question. Uh, He asked me, am I enjoying it? Am I enjoying it? We, because we should. We absolutely should. You know, Jesus said he's come to give us life to the full. And he meant that. Like, we're supposed to enjoy it. I would say, most of the time, yes. Absolutely. We get to do church with our friends. Um... I don't see my, my place in, as a leader, as a role, as a chore. It, you know, it, it, we get to do ch- church with our friends. I would be a liar if I said I enjoy it all the time. You know, there are real challenges and burdens and, and um, we're all broken and messy and there's pastoral needs and things like that that become difficult. But on the whole, um, absolutely, I, I, I love the life that we've been called to um, in that and um, yeah really top question because if you're not enjoying it if it, you know church is supposed to be you know we, we, we did um, church is supposed to be fun we're supposed to enjoy it and, and yeah good uh, so the question is about people of other faiths, faiths. <laughs> meeting with our community um, in and through roots yes um, in, and through, in and through church um, not directly I would say but it, it, you know in, in and through I mean we've got we've got personal friends um, through, through connections so yeah it depends where you draw the boundaries of church which ours would be very blurry and, um, and grey but um, because we meet in homes and then out of that we go do stuff Um, we don't have an open church meet like this, so we don't interact directly as as church, um, but through Roots we definitely do, yeah. How long have we done done church like this for about the last 10 years? Um, My background, personally, um, I wasn't brought up, so as as a young guy like you, I wasn't in church, um, but I became a Christian when I was 18, um, just before I went to university, and uh, yeah, I had, had, a, had a crazy experience with Jesus, um, basically um, at my university open day, it was a two-day open day, and I was in, in a, uh, sorry, i got time. Yeah, yeah, I think we're okay.
0: Daniel's I, nodding. I'm just aware how
1: waffly I can be. <laughs> Um, At my university open day, I I was staying over, and there was a Bible in the hotel room where I was staying, so I started reading that Bible, and as I read it, really for the first time ever in my life, I read the stories of Jesus, and it struck me that if that was real then, then it has to be real now, It, it can't, and if it's true, it's worth everything, if it's not true, it's worth nothing, nice story, whatever, but if it's true, it's worth everything. And that, that was what I took just from reading the Bible. Um, and then I had to spend a lot of years figuring out what it then meant to be a Christian through some great friends and church. Um, and then when my wife and I got married, we prayed a prayer that said, we will go anywhere and do anything that you make clear. And we've continued to pray that prayer every year, somewhat dangerously, ever, ever since. But it, it is a real, yeah. So we've done church in all sorts of different ways in um, different countries around the world as well. Um, and it's a great joy to travel. You know, you're a little community here. We're a little community in, in Gloucester. Even when we get together as, as churches in, in the city, we realize we're part of something bigger. But I tell you what, when you fly to a whole other country and a whole other language and you find people there worshiping Jesus like us, it doesn't have warm your heart. It's amazing. Yes, Emily. Yeah, could everyone hear that question? Yeah. So you you know yourself well. So you've got to work to your capacity. So, so we, we're all gifted in different ways. Um, one of our things is we have a, a huge capacity for people. We, we, we love people. Um, and, and so our kids have grown up with that um, as an open home and things. It, if that's not how you're wired, don't do it. it it'll hurt. <laughs> um, but if you're not wired like that, don't shut it down and say, right, never. Never you find the little steps that you can take. So how has it been for our kids? Um, there's been times where it's been hard on them and we've had to pull back and be aware. We're parents first, you know, so we have gotta look after that. Um, there's been times where we've given them options to opt out of, of stuff that we're hosting. Um, but on the whole, it's been the norm for them. And, and what, was, what has been joyful the last six months or so is seeing our older ones who are 19 and 17 now, but seeing our older ones be the hosts. And I say joyful, for the bank balance, it's not joyful at all. They descend on a kitchen, devour everything that is edible with five, six mates, and leave. Um, occasionally clearing up, you know. <laughs> um, so I actually, I actually showed up to watch the Champions League final, and my son was there hosting with some mates. And as I sat down for the second half, he went, Dad, can I get you a beer? Anything to drink? <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I like this. <laughs> <laughs> this works." So they've they've adopted that. I think one of our one or two of ours will take it more than others because of character. That's all. Um, but I, I, I think um, can, can I re- let me read you one thing that um, sometimes we we worry that we're not good enough, or we're not gifted enough, or that's not for me, or how can God use me? Like, you know? And something I printed out years ago is called, God calls the unqualified. He said, Noah was a drunk, and Abraham was too old. Jacob was a liar, Leah was ugly. Joseph was abused, Moses was a stuttering criminal. Samson was promiscuous and Gideon was doubtful. Rahab was a prostitute. Jeremiah was depressed. David had an affair and committed murder. Elijah was mentally unbalanced and suicidal. Isaiah preached naked. When God called Jonah, he ran away. Naomi was an old widow and Job was bankrupt. Peter betrayed Jesus. The disciples fell asleep. Martha was a warrior. The Samaritan woman was a multiple divorcee. Zacchaeus was greedy Paul was ingrained in another religion and Timothy was too young and had ulcers and Lazarus was dead. Jesus used them all. We're in good company.
0: Okay, that's all for this week. We hope that blessed you. And if you enjoyed this week's message, then share it with a friend or consider subscribing to the podcast to stay up to date. And if you'd like to get involved with what we're doing here in Gloucester, all the details are on our website, gloucestervineyard.org.